0: Good morning, friends. This is Lisa coming to you from the Edwin Elder Library, The Ill. Today, we are going to be reading day two of the devotional out of the Anna Green Gables devotional, a chapter-by-chapter companion for kindred spirits by Rachel Dodge. I think we all love the Anna Green Gables stories. Most of you have written have have read those over the years, or, or watched the movies, or something, or Anne of Avonlea, which is uh, as she grew up, uh, and the books, the book series. Um, anyway, um, this devotional is really good, and we're on day two. Today is talk about someone to listen. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attended to their cry. Psalms thirty-four, fifteen. I know during this last few weeks of um, a lot of unrest in the world, a lot of confusion about um, the election and about how uh, people are um, screaming voter fraud and there's just like all kinds of just different things that people are like uh, back and forth. There's like it's a very divided nation, and I know that um, we all get tired of hearing about the politics. In fact, you probably wish I wasn't talking about it right now. I'm not really. I'm not taking any sides. I'm just saying that sometimes, you know, like, who's going to listen? Is anybody listening? Is there going to be any justice done? Is is there going to be any um, anything that's going to calm people down? And um, as we're reading the Bible and as we're studying and as we're listening to podcasts and sermons and... Um, Praying and asking God, you know, to heal our land and to touch us and we repent, that we're repenting and that we, we know that God is listening and that He uses things just like this, just like wars and rumors and wars, signs of the times, to bring great revival, to bring revival. Um, and it would do us all, it would do us all good to listen to people. People on both sides—not a lot. I know there's a lot of rhetoric, uh, rhetoric and there's a lot of anger, and we know that there's a lot of um, uh, bitterness and there's like a lot of verbal poison going out there. Now that stuff, we don't want to encourage that, and that's not what I'm talking about listening. But even underneath all that, what does people really want? What are people wanting? They're wanting to be heard. They're wanting to be. To make a difference in the world, they're wanting things. Uh, that's what it is back and forth, change, this change, that is because people want to make a difference. And you know, um, sometimes the, the difference is good, and sometimes the difference is bad. Sometimes it leans to the way of um, evil. A lot, most times, it leans to the way of evil. But even sometimes, God can take the evil and turn it for good. In the Bible, He did that. Remember the story of uh, Mordecai? Mordecai, and Queen Esther, and about Haman, how Haman was, had it, he had it already written to kill the Jews, he'd already had, uh, he'd already had it made that he was going to do away with these, this group of people that didn't follow the king's laws, the ones that didn't do what everybody else did, they were peculiar, and he wanted to get rid of them, they didn't line up to his way of thinking, but God put Queen Esther, she was a Jew, put her in a position Mordecai saw that. He said, for such a time as this, you know, God put her in that position. And instead of the Jews being killed, instead of Mordecai being hung on the gallows, Haman was hung on his own gallows. So, you know, a lot of times what the devil means for evil, God turns for the good. And who knows, you and me are alive in this era, in this century, I believe, for such a time as this, that God let our parents and our grandparents, those that went before us that prayed prayers, prayed for our country, prayed for our souls, prayed for revival, those prayers are still before the throne and now what they have taught us is instilled in us and now we have to be that light in the night. We want also for us to be heard, we want our voices to be heard, and the best way for our voices to be heard is to show people we care, show people that we love them, that we know that no matter what side they're on political views, no matter what side they're on religious views, no matter what their... Uh, uh, Different, different things, you know, in the world. Different things, no matter what their tastes are, as far as food. If they like coffee or tea, or if they um, prefer Pepsi over Coke. Those kind of things. You know, little things like that. The common ground that we all have are we are all souls. And we are all made in the image of God. Vessels. Vessels made to honor and some to dishonor. But we pray that God will help us to be souls That are made to honor and to glorify God and to appoint people to the cross. That's the goal of this podcast. So as we continue our day two, someone to listen. You can talk as much as you like. I don't mind. That's what Matthew told when Matthew Cuffman says these words to Anne after she chatters away for most of the buggy ride right from the train station to Green Gables. It's music to her ears. All of her life, Anne has been told to settle down, hold her tongue, and to stop prattling on. Anne says, people are always telling me I talk too much. Mrs. Spencer thinks Anne's tongue must be hung in the middle. Anne claims she can stop talking if she tries hard enough, but Matthew tells Anne she can talk as much as she likes. As they drive, Matthew is surprised to find the kind of light he kind of likes her chatter. A shy man of few words, Matthew Matthew is glad when someone else carries the conversation. He normally feels nervous around the Avalon type of well-bred little girl, but he likes Anne's way of talking. And though he never expected to enjoy the society of a little girl, he enjoys Anne's big ideas and the big words she uses to express them. He listens to her darting thoughts with interest. This scene marks the beginning of Anne and Matthew's Their daughter relationship. Matthew is most likely the first person who has ever truly listened to Anne. He doesn't find her alarming or strange. He doesn't mind what Mrs. Lynn later refers to Anne's queer way of expressing herself. He enjoys her company. In fact, her unique quirks, the things that make her different from the other girls, are what endears her to him the most. He likes her just the way she is. Matthew delights in Anne's personality, and her view of the world, in her imagination, and in her way of talking. To an even greater degree, God delights in you and the way he made you. He loves your talents, your abilities, your spunk, your thoughts, the way you speak, and the way you notice the needs of others. He likes the way you look at the world and express yourself. He looks at what's on the inside, not at your appearance, and he sees your heart. With God, you can talk as much as you like when you pray. He leans in and listens with understanding. He is attending to your prayers, Psalms 34:15). He invites you to come to him with everything, your hopes, your dreams, your joys, your concerns, your ideas and plans, your, your worries and anxieties, and your temptations and difficulties, your sorrows and pains. He hears you as you repent. He prays. He hears you as you pray and ask Him to order your steps every day. He listens. Your prayer is His delight, Proverbs 15 and 8. God never tires of hearing from you. In fact, He invites you to pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. He wants you to enjoy deep, ongoing fellowship with Him. The prayer of the upright is His delight, Proverbs 15 and 8. Do you long for someone who will listen to you and understand you? Anne felt lonely and misunderstood for much of her young life, but Matthew took the time to listen to what she had to say. Be assured that Jesus knows you. He loves you and he is interested in you and your concerns. He understands what you are going through. Take this time to pour out your heart to the Lord and tell him everything. Everything. Because you know he knows your thoughts. He knows your innermost being. He knows you better than you know yourself. But he loves it when you talk to him. Talk things over with him. There's a song, Just a Little Talk with Jesus Makes It Right. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Do you know someone who needs a listening ear? Pray about ways you can reach out to the lonely, the overlooked, or the misunderstood people in your life. A small act of kindness, a note of encouragement, or a friend to talk to can go a long way toward helping someone to feel loved and valued. Here's a prayer that we can pray, a prayer for the day. Lord, thank you for loving me so well. Thank you for listening to me and for delighting in my prayers. I want to enjoy sweet fellowship with you and talk to you like a best friend and loving father. Please remind me to draw close to you in prayer all day today. Help me to be a better listener in my relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. And of course, you add your own prayer request in there as well. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Psalms 27.10 Well, God bless you all. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.